I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. This week, we're sharing one of our favorite episodes from July. I'm Leah Simone Bowen. This is Podcast Playlist, where we feature the best in podcasts. This week, we're excited to highlight a brand new show called You Feeling This. The series is a fiction podcast mixtape about love, and it came out on June 27th, and it's created by podcaster James Kim. You may know him as the creator behind the critically acclaimed podcast Moonface, named one of the best podcasts of 2019 across various publications, not to mention his audio short Vermont Avenue, created with Brooke Iskra, won the Best Fiction Prize at the Tribeca Festival in 2021. James has been named by Vulture as a podcaster to watch in 2023, and rightfully so, because his work in fiction audio is thoughtful, moving, and well-crafted. James joins us today on the show. We'll talk about what goes into making fictional podcasts. Plus, we're going to hear a few shows that he loves. Welcome to the show, James. Hey, thank you so much, Leah. So how did you get your start in podcasting? Yeah, I actually wanted to be a documentary filmmaker. I went to school and studied ethnographic film. I don't even know what that was at the time. I just wanted to tell cool stories and tell real stories. Um, but I also had a background in classical music and sound design. And I hadn't, you know, when I was graduating, I'm like, well, what do I do with all of this? And I latched on to documentaries at first, but I kind of failed immensely. I just didn't like the environment. And I didn't like the fact that it took so long to tell like a 15-minute story. But also that's true for podcasting now. But um, somebody I was working with kind of told me about like an internship in public radio. And I actually never listened to NPR growing up. I didn't know what that was. And I took a listen to this show and it was like a weekend show. It was called Off Ramp at KPCC. And they just told like slice of life stories, but it sounded, you know, like documentaries, like well-made documentaries just without the visuals. And I was so into it. And I applied and all they did was ask me questions about my hometown of Downey. <laughs> like, can you name a famous person from there? <laughs> and I was like, sure. <laughs> what is, what's going on? Um, but they didn't want to find anyone with an immense amount of experience. Mm. They wanted to find people who just naturally were storytellers and were just curious. Because without that, I think I would have been screwed. <laughs> But once I took that job as an intern, they kind of threw me in there and like, just make a piece and you could do whatever you want. And all of a sudden I kind of realized like, oh, this is like making documentaries. Like I get to interview people, I get to edit them, but I also get to incorporate the sound design and music background that I have and put into one thing. And I just fell in love with it. Uh, so that's kind of where I got my start and then, you know, worked uh, I don't know, all places up until now. <laughs> right. Oh, that's so fascinating. I love that the interview was like, tell us about your whole hometown. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, yeah. So let's talk about your new series. In your own words, can you tell me what you feeling this is about? Sure. Yeah. I, I describe it in a short way of saying it's a fiction podcast mixtape about love. And the idea behind the show was I just wanted to tell 
like a short, intimate love story because, you know, this was like pandemic when I kind of had the idea of like uh, lockdown 2021 mm -hmm. and I was feeling kind of crummy and I didn't want my work to also feed into that energy. And I was like, can I just like make something that is a bit lighthearted? And so the idea came about of like, what if I had this show that encapsulated all these people um, in one location and they're all kind of going through something, but they're all connected through just like the places that they're living in. Ultimately, the, the end product is 10 episodes all by different creators, all stories of love and love of any kind. And I was like, let's just make it stories about LA. And I wanted to make these small stories feel intimate, but big at the same time, because these small moments, whether it's one story about, you know, a woman who loves her job, but really hates the people she works with, or about like someone who's trying to tell something really important to someone, but they're at a very far distance, you know, they have to tell it through a phone conversation. It's like a really small moment that I just wanted to immerse people in and make it feel big. So I don't know if that, that summarizes it, but uh, it's a love show. Yeah. And, and so where did the idea to format it as a mixtape come from? You know, I love, love listening to albums front to back. And a lot of these albums that I would listen to, they would have like these skits. One instance is um, Kendrick Lamar, Good Kid, Mad City. I pulled up a smile on my face and then I see two, two black hoodies. I froze as my phone rang. I honestly, when I when it first came out, I was like, this feels like a This American Life story, because within all of the tracks interspliced are these kind of moments of reality, or at least what seemingly are re reality, where it feels like someone's recording a, like a tape deck and following these kids around as they're going through South Central LA and doing really bad stuff. And it, and it's a narrative that kind of unfolds and turns into like quite dangerous and ultimately tragic. And I just love this idea of taking that approach to fiction podcasting, but then, you know, where the mixtape came about was just more the idea of like trying to bring in all different types of creators. And I almost envisioned it where I was like, I don't know if people remember this, but like you used to like burn music on a CD. Mm -hmm. and, I, remember. Uh, <laughs> I remember. I was there. I remember yeah. those times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. Right. And it's like it wasn't that long ago, but it feels so long ago. And you got to customize your tracks and and do all these things. And for me, I was like, I want to approach it the same way where I'm like, instead of choosing my favorite artists, musical artists and choosing that one track that I love, you know, one right after the other, I want to choose my favorite creators and have them create their like one track. Oh, you've evolved the the mixtape. You you <laughs> I did, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's lovely. So I understand yeah. that this was the first time you've received funding to create a show and you wanted to use it as an opportunity to highlight other indie creators. Can yeah. you tell me more about bringing your team together and deciding which story and whose story to tell? Oh, man, I love this question. You know, the fun funny enough, I was actually going to make this podcast fully independent. And I just reached out to a ton of people that both from the documentary podcast world 
and the fiction podcast world. And I'll say people that are not even involved in podcasting or audio at all. It's just like people that I either have enjoyed working with or I just wanted to see more of their work, but specifically in fiction, because when I started to get my start in audio fiction, there's a lot of people that from, you know, the NPR side of things or public radio or podcasting documentary who came up and were like, man, I really love fiction audio and I want to try it, but it seems so daunting to do like uh, an entire show because that felt like the only option. And so for me, I just kind of wanted to create this outlet where I got to bring those people and go like, you don't have to think about like an entire series to make. You can make one episode and and make it self-contained and make it, you know, about whatever you want within these confines. And for me, when I was choosing these people, like what I look for in a creator is if it feels like for them that they have something to say and they're like bottling up and like, oh, I really just have this story to tell and I just want to tell it regardless of the medium. And so ultimately for me, I wanted to bring all of these people from different backgrounds together to create something that felt very like singular, but universal at the same time. And you have some notable voice talent in the series, too, um, from actress yeah. like Esther Moon, who you worked with. I know that you work with her on Moonface and yeah. rapper Dumbfounded. Like, what was yeah. casting for the series like? Yeah, yeah. Casting was interesting. It is really challenging in fiction to cast because for voice acting, it's just, it's something that takes a lot of time to get people to animate their voice in quite a way, but feel natural. And, and so you don't want it to sound like a cartoon. So it just, it, you know, takes a specific sort of approach. And I feel a little bad now saying this, but for these people who are making fiction for their f first time, most of them, they actually casted all these people by themselves. So it, for me, I kind of wanted to make sure that these creators had like full ownership of their story. It's amazing what a, a little bit of a budget will do for a creator. Mm -hmm. It's like to the oh, moon, yeah. you know, literally. Yeah. Um, so we're going to listen to a clip from the first episode of the series titled Start Over. And I know you wrote the story. But before I ask you anything about it, I'd just love to give audiences an opportunity to listen to it first. It's one of those stories that I think is best heard without knowing too much about it first. So here it is. How was your day? Mm, I actually didn't do anything today. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't do anything? Mm. Like nothing? Mm -mm. Okay. Well, maybe can you just make something up? <laughs> Why would I do that? I don't know. It's fun. Uh, okay. Okay. Let's see. I went to the beach. Oh. Dipped my toes in the sand. Wow, cool. Which one? Bolsa Chica. Bolsa Chica? Mm. Huh. Totally, right on. Why there? Um, it's not as popular. I like being alone on the beach. Interesting. And I love the smell of bonfires at sunset. I don't know why. I just do. Yeah, yeah, I do too. You go to the beach a lot? Um, I, I used to. What yeah. made you stop? Um, so, uh, did you stay past dark? Oh, no. No. <laughs> I got too hungry. <laughs> so I made my way over to Porco Rose Barbecue. Uh, in the valley? Yeah. What? That's like a 50-mile drive. <laughs> hey, they have good barbecue. <laughs> or at least that's what the reviews say. Oh, the reviews? Yeah. I, th uh, I thought you'd been there. 
I have? Wait, yeah. did I say that? Yeah. I th- um, I, you know, I, I don't know. That I probably am mixing up my conversations. I do that sometimes. <laughs> mixing up your conversations, huh? You yeah. talking to other people? <laughs> no, not like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I mean, I do talk to other people I, yeah, quite often, actually. Not like, not mm. talk, talk, like just yeah. talk, you know? Like, I, I'm not like not talking to. So, what, um, what did you do after that? Well, I really wanted to end the night riding a roller coaster. Oh, <laughs> really? Why? Um, because it's the best place to let out your emotions. I mean, think about it. Where else can you scream at the top of your lungs and it'd be totally normal? (laughs) Uh, hey, don't make fun of me. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I just, it reminded me of someone who also kind of just really liked to do that too. It was like their favorite thing. Mm, you should try it. Yeah. Yeah, I should. Um, so, what was that song you wanted to play for me? Oh, no, no, we don't have to do that. No, the but I want to hear it. You no, sure? yeah. Okay, all right. All right, I'm going to do it. But Do it. It's ambient, I'm just warning you, but okay. it does have a really catchy melody. Okay. Okay, here it is. Oh, it's the pizza delivery guy bringing me my deep dish. Oh, I'm joking. Another I'm joking. Meal? It's a joke. Sure, you're joking. I'm just joking. kidding. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hello, pizza man. <laughs> hey, sorry, I'm coming unannounced. No, no, yeah, that's okay. You sound flustered. I, I'm not flustered. I just didn't expect you. I didn't expect to see you. Which is why I apologized. Okay. You know I've been texting you all week. You never responded. Yeah, I know you have. I just have been... Things have been crazy. Just really crazy. I've been getting tons of notifications and stuff all the time. So what what are you doing here? I just wanted to get the last of my stuff. Yeah, I could drop that off anytime, really. Well, I'm already here, so... Yes, you are. That's true. Uh, it's, it, it's just in a box by the kitchen. You just go right over there and 
Thanks. Yeah, of course. Why are you playing that? What? Uh, this song? It's just a good song. I like it. Oh, just turn it off. Okay. Please. Sure, yeah. Of course. Um... Uh, everything okay? Um, y yes. Hello? It's... Oh, hi. I'm Emma. Who are you? Bo, what the f*** is going on? Um, look, it's not... Uh, did I do something? Why does she have my name? And you're Emma too? It's not the same. And why does she sound like me? Um... Did you... Did you recreate me? I really should go. No, no, please. Just... Just let me explain, okay? I... I, I, I don't know if I want you to. I know, I know this sounds crazy, and I know it's all... Bo, you recreated my voice and turned me into a sex bot. No, it's not a sex bot. You can't uh, sex... Yeah, it doesn't matter. I just... What sane person does this? I just, I'm sorry. I, you weren't supposed to find out. It was supposed to be... Oh, is that supposed to make me feel better? Yeah. That I... doesn't change This is insane. It's so wrong. Like, you do realize that? Okay, bye. Hey, wait, wait. Look, I f***ed up, okay? I f***ed up. I'm... I'm the reason that we fell apart. It's me. We... didn't work together. No, we did. We absolutely did. You, you were right for me. Oh. I, no, I, I don't want to go through this again. I, I'm not trying to be mean, okay? I, I, I just, I can't right now. Look, I know, I know I could have been a better listener. I could have done things around the house. I'm lazy. I didn't care and I've always about been lazy. that. That doesn't matter to me. So then what? 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 Why? What is that thing in your living room? I wanted one more chance with you. Yeah. So I recreated your voice and I made like an AI brain. Because I wanted I wanted to practice being the person you wanted me to be. Okay. We just heard a story titled Start Over from the new series You Feel in This from iHeartRadio and Overtones Media. It was written by the series creator James Kim, who joins me today on Podcast Playlist. Oh, the red flags. I mean, I think yeah. that's a great. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. It's like, you know how people say that they yell at the TV screen when they're watching things? Yep. I listen to that yelling at the <laughs> into my headphones. Get away. <laughs> Well, I, I feel like the timing of that story is really topical with the rise in discussion about AI. What what inspired it? I actually wanted to do this piece as a full-on series. 
And I had this idea a few years ago, and it was actually inspired by, um, for instance, Charlie Kaufman with Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind or Spike Jones with the film Her. What I loved about it was that they built this very surrealistic dreamlike world where they could ask and raise questions that you normally couldn't if it was grounded in reality. With Eternal Sunshine, it's like, what if you could just like erase, you know, a partner and a relationship just completely out of your mind? What would happen? And with that kind of scenario, it created this story that like felt so deeply true, but you would never be able to have that answer if you didn't build that kind of world. Mm. And so that's honestly, for me, I was trying to figure out a world where I'm like, what feels so grounded in reality that can be true and raise really serious questions. But you couldn't do that unless you built this like very strange world and with rules that don't really exist here. Ultimately, that's kind of where it came from. And, you know, now with the rise of AI, I kind of saw it coming. I was like, all right, maybe I'll just make this uh, <laughs> short. I feel like everyone's going to have a version of this story out there. And and what's your approach to telling an engaging story? I mean, what what is your process like? It's always like either a question or a moment um, or like even a, a real life scene in my head um, that's happened to me that kind of plays over and over and over and I can't get out of my head. And I feel like it's stuck because... There's something that I am trying to answer, and I just can't. And I then turn to fiction to create my own answer. That, that's maybe honestly why I, I started to pivot in fiction in the first place. So I wanted to kind of dive into your podcast picks. We're going to start with a piece from the podcast called Paper Radio. It's called Me and Run Like a Dream. And I'm going to quickly try to summarize, which is it's a fictional story about a woman who falls in love with a horse. So um, what made you choose this piece, James? Yeah. <laughs> you know, at the time I heard this piece, it was um, 2013. I just finished an internship at KPCC and I couldn't find a job. Um, so I actually quit the industry. Uh, I applied to like a hundred jobs. Um, not even kidding. I have a Google folder of all the resumes and I looked at it maybe a couple years ago being like, wow, there's a hundred resumes in here. And so when I left, I was working at a job that allowed me to listen to whatever I wanted to. And this is where I discovered paper radio. At the time, all I really listened to was the the main staples of public radio, the This American Life and Radio Labs. But paper radio was the first like podcast that I listened to. And I never really heard fiction before. Um, and it just blew my mind in terms of the sound design. Like it just felt like they're breaking so many rules that I was taught to not break and just really surrealistic sound design where they have like a horse galloping and it turns into music and it's just so active and bizarre in terms of the story like really surreal and out there and i just didn't realize you could tell those kinds of stories or you're allowed to tell those stories but podcasting you can do whatever you want so i chose this because it, it was a piece that kind of introduced me to fiction in a way and opened my eyes to the possibilities of audio okay well let's take a listen to it now I'm a married woman now. My husband's name is Run Like a Dream, and he's a professional racehorse. We met at Flemington Racecourse, where he'd just won big. He was in the winner's circle, being admired by lots of beautiful women, and they were all vying for his attention. But I pushed my way through them to congratulate him and compliment him on his good form. He sniffed my hand, and as I stroked his nose, I felt a jolt of electric attraction. 
he nuzzled me like he felt it too. He looked so beautiful and was all rugged and sweaty from his run. He oozed confidence and charm. From that day, I couldn't stop thinking about run like a dream. I was distracted at work and restless in the evenings. I had to see him again. I bought a newspaper and turned straight to the racing section to see when he was running next. It was the following week. On the morning he was racing, I got up at 4am to go to the track and find him. I snooped around and found his stable. He was sleeping standing up. I whispered his name and he woke, his sleepy eyes widening with surprise and delight at seeing me there. I haven't been able to stop thinking about you. He whispered back. My heart swelled. That morning was magical. It was very quiet in the stables, so run like a dream and I talked softly for a while so as not to wake the other horses. Then he suggested we go for a run. But I'll never be able to keep up with you, I said. He offered to let me ride on his back and said we could go around the track a few times. Okay, I agreed. He opened the door of his stable and went to a low wall so I could climb on. He didn't have a saddle and he felt so warm and sexy as he walked across the track. Then he broke into a gallop, running like the wind in the morning twilight. It was exhilarating. I'd never been into horse riding, but run like a dream made it seem so easy, gliding along the grass at top speed. When we were both exhausted, we talked some more and gazed into each other's eyes. It was over all too soon, as run like a dream had to get ready to train and I had to leave for work. I drove off just as the jockeys were arriving. From then on, I just couldn't keep away from him. The horses got a day off from training each week, so I'd go down that morning and we'd spend tender, dreamy hours together. Soon we were officially dating and I invited him to my place for dinner. I prepared special dishes using apples, carrots, chaff and sugar cubes. You cook so well. He'd praise me as we munched. We went on lots of scenic, romantic rides together along the beach and through the forest. We were falling in love. From Paper Radio, that episode was called Me and Run Like a Dream. That story was by Elizabeth Reel. It was read by Prudence Smith with additional voices from Ange Arabatsis, Joe Case, and Tamara Zimmett. It was produced by Jesse Burrell with engineering and sound design by John Chia. This next one comes from the classic podcast, The Truth. It's a story called Falling. Hmm. It starts with a freak accident on a train track that leads to romance. What was it about this story that spoke to you? Yeah, Jonathan Mitchell of The Truth, I feel like, is the modern-day pioneer of fiction podcasting. I remember when I first heard The Truth, um, again, it was that same scenario of me at this job that I'm listening to a bunch of stuff and um, just feeling just reinvigorated and inspired to make really great things. And for him, I actually thought that the truth, I didn't realize it was fiction. And so um, because it just felt so naturalistic. And this story for me, what I loved about it was just how Jonathan Mitchell and Chet Siegel, um, the writer of the story, 
they were just able to tell an entire relationship with with just fully realized characters um, in such a short amount of time. It's like so it was such effective storytelling. Like I felt like I knew these two people and like I understood what the point of conflict was. And like it, it was such a simple story, but told so beautifully. Well, let's listen to a clip now. Here's a clip from Falling. Welcome back. You're watching Wake Up America. I'm Tammy Hernandez, and I am so thrilled to be sitting here with Annie Amtrak, Annie Castells, and Lewis Wright from that incredible YouTube video we saw before the break. 3.5 million views on YouTube. It has gone certifiably viral. Everyone has seen this video. Now, the question on everyone's minds, I have to ask, forgive me, are you two a couple? Well, uh, truth be told, I've been in the hospital for a month. We haven't had the opportunity to connect. This is actually the first time we've seen each other since that day. Uh, honestly, I've just been a little overwhelmed by the whole uh, situation. I'm just really glad I was able to help. It, it's such an incredible story. Lewis, to sit here next to someone who saved your life, literally saved your life, a true hero, how will you ever repay her? <laughs> Well, I, I don't know that I can, um, huh. unless I were to save your life. But I'd like to start maybe by uh, buying her dinner, if she'll let me. I Okay, I'm sorry, I have to do this. I'm, I'm, they're in my ear, they don't know what I'm gonna do right now. Producers, I'm really sorry. How about you two go out to dinner on us, on Wake Up America, on our dime, please go out. What do you say? Uh, wow, <laughs> um, sure. So you get set up on dates through TV often? <laughs> uh, never, Not never. Once. Not this once, is, this no. is the first time. This yeah. is only my third time, so. Oh, wow. The yeah. first two didn't work out, I guess. Well, they were great, yeah, but the ratings weren't good, so we had to, we got <laughs> so canceled. So they canceled your relationship? Yeah, we got yeah. canceled. That's great. This, uh. This is really fun. <laughs> yes, I was gonna use one of those words, fun. Yes. Yeah. I just, um, I know I didn't, I didn't return your call uh, when sorry. you, you I called me a couple weeks ago. I kissed you on the train tracks. I don't know what that was. I hadn't I'm either, sorry. but uh, Listen, I just wanted to give you space in case you thought what you had done was Annie, you mistake. saved my life. I sort of have to ask you out. You didn't have to. I mean, because I, 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 did, I, did, I didn't want Annie, you to. I really wanted to. Well, I am really glad that you did. Annie, look what I have. It's from Lewis. Oh, oh, they're beautiful. Oh, look at the card. Open the card, please. Okay. Thinking of you, I need your little cartoon. <laughs> you know, why don't you put these flowers in your office? I've already got some flowers from him from Monday, and they're still doing fine. I do not take secondhand flowers. They're not secondhand. They've been in my office for five seconds. Take them. Nope. <laughs> fine. It's amazing. So many things around here. I know. Every single day, he sends me something. Do you like him? I do. <laughs> I do. But he's like the hot guy, and I'm like, file animal medical records all day. <laughs> That's what I do. What's I know. wrong with that? I know. I know. Don't like, make me feel ugly. <laughs> I don't mean to make you feel ugly. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. It feels like... It feels uneven. This is the last one? Uh, one more, here we go. 
Oh, jeez. Uh-oh. Oh. What happened, princess? I think the back's still a little tender. Tell me something. I saw the video. When she was on top of you, did you feel her balls? <laughs> Anything you could say, you can't hurt my feelings anymore, because I am in love. Ba-boom! Oh, you've gone oh. soft, man. Well, when you stare death in the face and walk away, it makes you reevaluate things. Yeah. You know what? I can't even look at him anymore. Right. No, Damn don't it. close the truck! No, guys, let me out! What? I can't hear you. At least drive me to Annie's, please. Hey, I'm home. Hey. Sorry, I let myself in. The key works. Ah. Like a little uh, beer steamed mussels with the bacon. Ooh. How's work? It was good. Did you get the flowers I sent you? Yes, I did. Thank you. They are beautiful and extravagant. Not as beautiful as you. How was your day back? Good. Back is feeling better. Is it? I think I will survive. Oh, good. Well, I, I made sure I put your ice pack in the freezer. Oh, great. Thanks. Yeah. Hey. Come here. I got no. you something. No. Yeah. This is just a little something to say I love you. <gasps> this is not little. That's your favorite, right? You you gotta stop. You gotta cares? stop with this. Money you're, doesn't mean anything. I know, but you're just you're. It's making me uncomfortable. You're doing too much. I've never in my life been treated like this before. Well, have you ever saved anyone's life before? <sighs> Please, just will you promise me, no more big gestures. If it will make you more comfortable, I promise. Thank you. It will. I mm-hmm. hope this dinner doesn't count as a present, because you're going to eat it. Oh, it does not count. Trust me, it doesn't count. I'm going to set the table. Great. Every day there's some little present, or like a gift, or a necklace. It's just, I, I don't know. You I saved his life. He owes you everything. He's never going to forget your anniversary. He's never not going to come home and give you a kiss. <laughs> He is going to love you for the rest of your life. Right, because I saved his life, not because he loves me. Don't even think about it, you know? I don't I want this to work, but I just... I wish we could just strike the whole thing and start over and meet at a Starbucks. Hey, Holly, what's up? Uh, there's a couple of FedEx guys out there. They say they have a package for you. Can't they just bring it in? It's too big, it won't fit. Oh, boy. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. That's enormous. Are you Annie Castells? Uh, yeah. Then this is for you. Listen up. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank I'm you. I'm asking Annie here to move in with me. Don't what do you say? Me. In front of all these dogs and all these people. Come on, Lou. You promised you wouldn't do this. Yes or like no? Th- then fine. If you're going to push me, then no. Okay? Just take this and get out. Annie, I'm... Please. Please. You made a promise and you broke it. Okay? Just get That's, out. 
fine. Just leave the box. Can you still sign? Are you serious? We marked it out as a real delivery. Just leave. Let's go. Hello? You have a key. I know, I just want you to want me to come up. Sorry, I yelled at you. I've never yelled at anyone. I, I'm really sorry. I wasn't listening to you at all. I was. Why does it always have to be so big? Why That's can't... how I feel, Annie. All the time? Before you met me, before you saved me, I was afraid of everything. I find that really hard to imagine. I was down on those tracks. I gave up. And after this, suddenly I can actually notice what it is that I feel. Not only notice it, but say it out loud. I love you. From PRX and Radiotopia, that was the truth. The story we heard was called Falling. It was written by Chet Siegel and produced by Jonathan Mitchell. There's even more to that story. We recommend listening to the whole thing. You can find the link on our website at cbc.ca slash podcast playlist. There, we'll share the details on all the shows we heard today. I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. We now have a really artistic indie piece by creator Talia Augustides. It's called The Sound Collector. Why did you pick this one? I'm really inspired by independent creators. <laughs> like, I'm really inspired. I'm getting that feeling. Maybe. I'm getting that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I think it's like, you know, I should probably talk to my therapist about this, but it's really that, like, I was in the system for so long. The system being, like, you know, corporate jobs or, or just, like, large companies. And I didn't like rules. Like, I, I liked to know the rules and I like to master the rules. And then I got really bored. And then I look outwardly and I go, well, I, I don't want to listen to things that were developed in this lab of like, you can't do this. You can't do this. You can't do this. And I 
for me, my entire career has just been like, when I get inspired, I look to those creators who are kind of on the fringes who are like, you know what? It's really terrifying to put my heart on my sleeve and do my own thing, but like, I'm just going to do it and I'm just going to do it myself. And, and they're just kind of creating their own sort of space. And so with Talia's story, it's about loss and memory and it it centers around, um, you know, her mother and, Normally, I would say that like in the lens of that I've been trained in in public radio, you're, you want to make sure that the audience is right there with you every step of the way. And with Talia, she's like, no, no, no. I, I trust that the audience will find their way with me, the story I'm trying to tell and the meaning I'm trying to tell it. So I'm just going to tell this story, um, you know, kind of out of sequence and, and, and do it in a way that's artful. And it's just such a beautiful, simple story. But like... I just love the way that she's playing with her, the structure of it and, and how and how she wants to tell the story and who's telling the story in the first place. Hmm. Well, okay, let's listen to a bit now. And I'm just going to set up the clip a little bit. As Talia and her sister go through their old belongings, they find an old notebook. And as they sift through the pages, a poem unearths buried memories. So this is 22nd of October, spellings. I, 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 I. It, 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 it. It, it was, 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 two, 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 on, 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 and, 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 I am Taya, my mummy died. It's about D-U-Y-D, Dweed, Dweed. And then a picture of mummy with nice curly hair, brown blonde hair. That's my sister Taya. I was showing her some old exercise books I found from the year our mum died. Taya was five and I was three. It's so, um, it just kind of comes out of nowhere because you just, there's just like spellings of really usual, like the most common words we use in the English language. I was, to, on, and, in. And there's just a line drawn under it and it says, I am Taya, my mummy died the natural progression after my, for any kid, will be my, my mum or my dad. Um, so there's not really anything else to say after my mummy, apart from that. I'm just starting to think at this age, what would I fill that space with, considering, you know, we know her from stories and stuff. My, my mum was caring, my mum was... Funny, but, yeah, my mum died. When I found the book in the attic, I scanned through it, searching for anything telling, which means anything that included the word mummy. Like the story she wrote, The Bad Baby and the Dolphin, in which the baby, who's being told off for not saying please, suddenly blurts out, I want my mummy. But then... There was her poem. This is actually what I want to show you. This is a it's a poem you wrote in March of 04. And I just thought it was quite, first of all, profound, but also just read it again. Okay. A stranger called this morning dressed in yellow and blue, put every sound into a bag and carried them away. The crying of the baby, the swishing of the trees, the tarning of key... The blowing, oh, the turning of key. The blowing on the curtains. 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 A stranger called this morning, 
He didn't leave his name, left us only silence. Life will never be the same. I don't know, that made me think of Mummy. But then the crying of the babby, like... Yeah, I think that bit was me. Me, no? I'm the babby. Yeah, yeah, that bit was what I did probably. And this is what the teacher did. I think probably the first paragraph and the last paragraph are set. But... What, you don't think that that was you? No. (laughs) There's no way. (laughs) Sorry. The title is The Sound Collector. So I'm guessing that the whole point was to have it three verses and you had to come up with the sounds or something. A stranger called this morning. He didn't leave his name. Left us only silence. Life will never be the same. It has iambic pentameter. Nope. It rhymes. <laughs> that might have been an accident. <laughs> Taya's a primary school teacher, so she knows a bit more than me about the creative writing standard in year one. The vocabulary called this morning is actually, like, way too advanced for a five-year-old. But this is mine. The crying of the baby. <laughs> <laughs> the turning of the key. <laughs> the blowing this of the is significantly of- different. <laughs> You're sad. <laughs> I am upset because I thought you wrote this. Okay, so all I have is, I love my mummy, I love my daddy. <laughs> should just redo it and pretend that I did write it. I eventually looked it up. It's actually by a poet named Roger McGough. A stranger called this morning, dressed all in black and grey. Put every sound into a bag and carried them away. My sister was right. The poem has 20 sounds, which were meant to inspire the class to write their own. But even her original line sounded slightly familiar. The crying of the baby. The crying of the baby. The turning of the lock. The turning of key. The swishing of the curtain. The blowing on the curtains. The swishing of the trees. The exercise wasn't even unique to their class. The Sound Collector by Roger McGough. By Roger McGough. Roger McGough. Roger McGough. Stranger called this morning. And into a bed. And carried the way. The whistling of the kitty. The turning of the luck. The purring of the kitten. The ticking of the clock. A stranger called this morning. You didn't leave what's his name. Left us only. In hindsight, I don't know how I ever thought a five-year-old wrote this. Maybe I was reminded of the story my dad told me. It was the day he found out she died. It was over the phone. It was a stranger. And it did feel like someone came in and stole all of the sounds and just took them away. And then he had to call my godmother. 
and do the same to her. I don't remember being told myself. I couldn't even write my name when my mum died, let alone how I felt. So I think when I saw the poem, I just took these imagined experiences and mashed them together in my mind. And so, for my own sake, even if it is a bit childish, I'm going to take Taya's suggestion and just pretend. That was The Sound Collector by Talia Augustides. That piece was the 2022 gold winner of the Charles Parker Prize for the Best Student Audio Feature. If you'd like to hear more new podcasts like this, give us a follow on your favorite podcasting app. Finally, we have the podcast Threedom. It's a chat yeah. cast hosted by comedians Lauren Lepkes, Paul F. Tompkins, and Scott Ackerman. And I understand this is a comfort show for you. What do you like about it? Oh, yeah. I mean, I started listening to it, you know, a couple years ago, and it was when we're all stuck in our homes. And the reason I love it is just because, like, it was like um, – it's really weird, but it's like, you know, it's like you're just hanging out with friends, but you don't have like the the responsibility of like maintaining that friendship of like <laughs> keeping up with it and, you know, making sure everyone's all good. But like, I just enjoy, <laughs> I just enjoy spending time with them so much. And I'm like, oh, they're friends, but we don't know each other personally. But like, it, it it's just nice to be uplifted with like conversations with people that clearly like they just really like each other and they can talk about the silliest things like there's like one I remember the, the reason I got so hooked was like, you know, the show show is just kind of formatted where they're like for the first uh, like 80 percent of it. They're just talking about like what they did at, like that week or like what's going on in their life. And that's pretty much it. And like Lauren Lapkus like bought like a gnome from Walmart and she was really happy about it. And Paul and Scott were like, what are you like? Why do you <laughs> care about this garden gnome? Like, that's so weird. It's like, but it was on sale. And then um, it, it just kind of created this community because the, the fans of the show on Reddit are like into it, too. So it kind of creates this other sort of like friend vibe where everyone got really obsessed with this gnome and um and lauren just decides to purchase more gnomes and everyone's like why are you purchasing more gnomes she's like i just don't want my gnomes to be to lonely you know and so like <laughs> it's it, and it's like the silliest thing to just be um focusing all your energy on or paying attention to but for me it's just the fact that like they clearly just like really love being in the same room together and i just i they can talk literally about gnomes and i will be just entertained for like an hour so i I just I love the show. It just makes me real happy. In this clip from Freedom, Lauren tells Paul and Scott about her new gnome. I was at Target and I saw something really special on the shelf. Okay. And what I saw was a new gnome. Yeah. Okay. New gnome just dropped. Whoa. New, new gnome dropped. Not only who this? It was it. Not only was it a new gnome, and I'm not bragging about you know i don't want to, this actually doesn't even help my what's going to come next but it was only five dollars we're in a new zone the previous gnome was running us ten dollars yeah the previous yeah. gnomes were 10, 10 to 15 to 11 12 13 14 15 dollars i think a, a lot of that was supply chain though yeah. it might have been supply chain is, people were really needing gnomes during the pandemic absolutely for happiness right. yeah this was nowadays a, people are in a more kind of calm state a meditative state they well, don't need these gnomes. it's actually perfect that you describe it that way because Mm. I brought oh you each a gnome. Oh my god! What? Now, of course, got one for myself. Of course. And this gnome is in a meditative state. 
Oh, oh my wow. God. Lauren is out these gnomes that are cross-legged and they have ohm hands and, and they have hands gold, resting on their knees gold palms hats up. gold so hat which is similar to our first ones which had a bronze hat that's and right. these are by the way are gnome hats they're they not are pirate gnome hats. hats no um wow, wow. thank you yeah, so you're much so welcome There's a lot so, of weight to it are we it's actually that's what i'm saying it's a really good gnome it's a five dollar gnome but it's a really good gnome and i want everyone to, to run and run and run i, I would have put this gnome at 25 dollars. i agree I, I agree i mean i don't know what things cost touch i would have paid 500 touch it touch the gnome yeah see how much you would have yeah just seeing like the weight oh. you would you might have said 20 i would say 25 and i mean this is 30. solid gold the hat the hat is solid gold <laughs> i saw them not plated i hope are we meant to paint these ourselves or i was wondering that too you're not meant to um I didn't Are we look, allowed to? You can't. <laughs> because they're... No, you know, they do have a sort of like quality like where they sort of look like they could be, but yeah. Yeah. I noticed they had a handful of um of different types of creatures. Mm. There was no paint kit next to it. Like so a it, Jersey it didn't devil. give me the impression. Yeah, there was a Jersey Devil. There was a... Abominable <laughs> Snowman. Exactly. You, you saw them all. Yeah. Mm. Um. So this is it. Yeah, it's beautiful. So Thank I just, you. you know, it's gorgeous. Update. It's probably about a year to two years later. We have a new gnome. I feel like we have everyone a needs new to. gnome. Uh, yeah. My old gnome is right outside that window. Yeah, right and this there. could go next to it or in a different spot. You know, that's up to you. Maybe they fall in love. Yeah. From Earwolf, that was Freedom. It's hosted by Lauren Lapkus, Paul F. Tompkins, and Scott Ackerman. Well, before we wrap up today, James, can you tell us about any other projects that you've got in the works? Like, what else is going on? Sure, yeah. There is another podcast that I'll be releasing um, with host Maya Sugarman. She came to me with a story back in, like, January of 2021 about her uncle. And there's a lot of twists and turns. It's like a story about family secrets. But these family secrets also involve, like huge movie stars and and a crazy hollywood journey and also like the most violent gang war that oakland chinatown has ever seen and so that show is going to be with pineapple street media and it's going to be coming out in august so yeah check that one out that sounds so interesting no lie that sounds fascinating (laughs) you had me at hollywood and street gang and anyway um well thank you so much for coming on the show and picking out such thoughtful beautiful podcasts i've really enjoyed chatting with you it's been wonderful yeah same same here leah thank you so much that was james kim he's the founder of overtones media and his latest podcast you feel in this is now available to stream wherever you listen to podcasts Do you have a favorite indie podcast? We'd love to hear about it. You can send your recommendations to our email at podcastplaylist at cbc.ca. You can also find us on Facebook at Podcast Playlist. Podcast Playlist is Kelsey Cueva and Julian Uzielli. Our senior producer is Kate Evans and our executive producer is Cecil Fernandez. I'm Leah Simone Bowen. Thanks for listening. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.